starting a new series. We're going to call this uh, What's Missing from This Picture. And uh, my guests today are, are of course, uh, colleagues of mine. We've got uh, Jen Radcliffe, Alan Clark, Jeff Markey, and Gord Thatcher. Uh, we're just going to introduce ourselves a little bit, too. Uh, uh, why don't you start, Jen? How many uh, years have you been with us, and what's your uh, subject? So um, I've been here since 1996, um, pushing a quarter of a century now. Yeah, uh, my subject areas are history, politics, government, philosophy, and theater. Wonderful. And what about you, uh, Jeff? Yeah, well, I guess this would be my 30th year, including student teaching here at Spectrum. And right now, and for the past quite a few years, I've been teaching English 9, English 12. This year I'm doing new media and uh, English 12, and then student leadership. And then doing the AV club and debate club and lots of other fun stuff. Oh, yeah. How about uh, Gord? Uh, I started a little later than Jen, Ms. Radcliffe, about a year later. So I've been here since 1997. And I'm uh, currently teaching Genocide Studies, which has become quite a popular course, very topical with uh, what's going on in the world today, and uh, Social Studies 9, Social Studies 10, uh, a bunch of Social Studies, quote-unquote, stuff. Right. Good. Well, and Alan, um, you, you and I went to university together. Yeah, we were <laughs> lucky enough to go to, to uh, UVic together. Right, and then I guess I'm kind of the newbie in this crowd uh, in terms of my spectrum involvement because I've been here uh, since 2005 as a teacher librarian. Right on. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? What will spring break look like this year in Florida? Can we recall what it looked like this past year? Uh, last year in Florida, there was a huge outbreak, wasn't there? There was a huge outbreak. I, I think one of the images that, um, that I remember from this past summer in Florida was a man dressed up as the allegorical figure of death, wandering the beaches and uh, criticizing people for not social distancing or wearing masks. Right. Uh, I strongly suspect that uh, the metaphorical figure of death might be less metaphorical this coming summer if the Floridians don't start to initiate some kind of more universal public health measures. Right. Yeah. What What did you see, uh, Jeff, in the in the in the mainstream media from last year's spring break? Well, you know, I'll just echo what, what Jen's saying there, and I, and I follow uh, some uh, political commentators from, from Florida, and, mm-hmm. and one of them was remarking how he tried to go get a, uh, a vaccine, booked an appointment in his little sort of small town. Uh, there were many appointments available, but the problem is you either had to be over 65 or a frontline worker, and otherwise you couldn't receive the vaccine. So he was unable to get the vaccine, even though he completely you know, uh, should have received the vaccine if there were no uh, people waiting. So right. so I think of, you know, logistical issues like that and, you know, uh, DeSantis I don't think is uh, exactly, uh, you know, a really, um, you know, intelligent kind of uh, for the people kind of guy. So, yeah, I think it's going to actually probably, uh, the scenes are going to be worse. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and we're hearing, Gord, that uh, snowbirds from Ontario are heading down there to get their vaccinations. Uh, what's your reaction? Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually kind of an interesting uh, 
well, a side story on two fronts. Uh, it maybe shows we're not really aggressive enough or organized enough to roll out our vaccines in a timely manner. Uh, so people are uh, with a big loophole going down there and they're actually getting the vaccines uh, in front of uh, American citizens, uh, probably the gentleman that, uh, that Jeff had just mentioned. Right. I think you'll see a lot of the same scenes this spring break. Um, it's The numbers are skyrocketing in uh, the U.S. and Florida is one of those uh, you know, so-called red states with the with the numbers spiking, um, but I think there's going to be an angry edge this time around because lots of mega supporters. Uh, so uh, you know, bikini-clad uh, women and speedo-wearing men are going to be uh, uh, the Trump supporters wearing those costumes are going to be uh, uh, breaking the rules and angry about not having their dear leader with them anymore. So I think there's going to be a definite edge this spring break. Yeah, I concur. Oh. Do you think Trump, uh, Jen? Do you think Trump should uh, pardon all of the spring breakers? Uh, I think the fact that uh, Trump still has the ability to pardon anybody is uh, a flagrant risk to democracy everywhere. Um, I just want to just address something that Thatcher said about the snowbirds coming down to get their shots. I think that what you can look at that is um, a, a, I guess, a biting indictment against a pay-for-play healthcare system. Totally. Right? I, I don't think that would be possible here. And I think that if you have a capitalist system that runs your medical care system, then what you're going to see when there's a pandemic is people coming in that have the economic ability to pay for vaccines over the citizens of the country because they're putting profit over the citizens of their country with the philosophy as a a foundational philosophy of their healthcare system that you should have more access to medicine if you have a greater financial well-being. Alan, you have a a particular course, part of your course that you teach in library science is, is media awareness, right? Um, what do you think the mainstream media is missing from this this picture that's that we're being presented today? I guess this is just such a, a rapidly shifting uh, media environment. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, some of the problems we're seeing is is the fact that fake news has been on the rise, especially around the coronavirus. So it really speaks to to everybody's ability to kind of sort through, um, choose credible news sources, um, ignore others, and perhaps call call others out um, in terms of uh, providing information that is simply uh, not accurate. Right. And I think that this has um, highlighted the fact that that false information can, in fact, be be dangerous real life consequences real sure. life consequences yep. and sure. so deadly consequences, this deadly consequences deadly. And, yes. and, and this whole event has really underlined that kind of leads up to my last question and how has um the current situation changed the way that you you do things the way you do or what, what you do right we're what are we doing we're all coming to our places of work uh having to uh i guess fill in a a questionnaire before we arrive. Well, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then we're all wearing masks, and uh, we are, uh, you know, trying to remind our, our students to do the same uh, as well. Um, what what else has changed, like, in in your own, you know, your outside interests uh, outside of school? How have you changed things the way you do, Alan? Um, I think things this time has sort of brought all of us sort of closer to home, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So 
it's been, uh, I think Moira and I were talking yesterday about how this is almost like a second golden age for puzzles, you know, <laughs> like it's uh, people, people are doing, getting back to activities that maybe they didn't have time to, time to right. yeah. engage in before. Yeah. Um, certainly that's, that's true for us at home. Yeah. Um, and then for others, this is underlines just how difficult it is for, for the elderly, those people who are shut in, yeah, that kind of thing. So um, kind of kind of think about how this has changed their world. Right. Jen? Yeah, I mean, I guess like for me, I, I have um, I have older kids that live at home. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a partner. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of like contact with people that I, I love and I can still right. um, physically touch, right? But my mother's elderly, my yeah. father's passed away, she lives alone. That's been very challenging um, emotionally for her and um, and therefore for everybody who loves her. Yeah. Uh, as a classroom teacher, I've had to remove a lot of the mechanisms of care that I use in my classroom. Uh, you know, right. I, I used to feed my kids. I used to be able to make tea for my anxious students. I, there were a lot. I had a, a jar that kids could take money out of on my desk. I, I can't do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. I can only spend a limited amount of time with my mother. I haven't seen my brother for a long time. My brother, who's in China, wasn't able to come home for Christmas. I, and, and I, again, consider myself incredibly fortunate because I have people in my home bubble yeah. that I can stay connected with. It's my friends and family that live alone that I worry about. I worry about the impact on their mental health and on their ability to overcome their lack of connectedness after, hopefully, at, at when we get out of this, what that's going to have done to them and how they're going to come back from it. Right. Jeff, you have uh, a, a loved one who's um, away. Yeah, distant. <laughs> 12,000 kilometers yeah. approximately, mm-hmm. and it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to spend the first part of the pandemic. She was stranded here, in fact, right. uh, with her, and that was uh, that was great. That saved 2020 for me. Yeah. Because it was otherwise, of course, as we all know, a pretty brutal year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been challenging, um, you know, in terms of uh, not being able to see my family uh, during the holidays. You know, my parents uh, yeah. didn't go to see them and, you know, um, don't have any company over. And, you know, uh, so definitely, uh, you know, trying to keep myself uh, busy and occupied with positive, constructive things. Right. And yeah. Working, you know, in my, my little recording studio there. So that's a lot of fun. And, and so just trying to, you know, uh, keep a positive mindset and, uh, you know, again, hopeful that uh, soon we'll be able to have some kind of form of normalcy uh, returned and, right. and uh, be able to kind of see uh, loved ones and everything. And uh, But again, uh, like Jen, I feel fortunate that I had that opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, there's people that are, are really struggling right now, and I, and I feel for them, particularly, you know, the elderly and yeah. and, and, and such. So. Yeah, we, we've been pretty fortunate as, as being uh, essential workers ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's one positive. Is there another positive uh, spin to this, uh, Gord, that you can uh, uh, offer? Well, I have to admit, I'm getting a bit stir-crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I like everyone you want to get back to some level of normalcy but it's made me realize uh, you know the things you take for granted being able to go to a movie on a Tuesday night yeah. uh, out with friends at a restaurant uh, or dare I say a pub uh, you know travel um, you know those things I won't take for granted again um, and once we get out of this you know the old the very very uh, well-worn cliche life is short 
um, you know, you got to take advantage of, of things. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. taught me that lesson. Uh, Good don't advice. necessarily wait on things and, and a little, little bit, you don't want to go too crazy, but a little yeah. bit of the carpe diem live for the day. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, it, it's really made all of us internalize things and, um, think about things a little more in terms of, uh, uh, what's important. So, yeah. um, and maybe work isn't that important sometimes <laughs> so uh uh as long as admin or admin, local admin doesn't hear this podcast but uh um there there's there's a world out there to see and that's just sort of made me uh, realize that so yeah it certainly strikes uh, us to find a, a better balance between yeah. our work and our lives right yeah for sure uh thanks for being uh uh with uh me and uh offering some of your uh, thoughts and ideas on uh, what we're what we're going through right now. Thanks for thank you. Cool. Thank, thank you. Thank you. One of the other things that I've been really grateful for through this is yeah. working with people like you because yeah. with this being largely our only social connection, it's nice that it's uh, people that I, I socially enjoy connecting with. So thank you. Yeah. yeah Excellent. I, yeah. Thanks for that, Jen, and I. Uh, I, I concur wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny if I just add on to that is. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I think all of us can sort of agree on the fact we weren't real happy with some of the rollout plans for being back right. in school, but yeah. I am glad. It's it's odd because I am glad to be back. I didn't like yeah. sitting uh, in mm-hmm. a basement no. on yeah. a laptop. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think it's also proven, Renee, that they need, the education system needs brick and mortar buildings and they need human beings in front of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the online... Mm-hmm. Uh, the online strategy is a failure, quite honestly. And so I think that's yeah. proven that. So if there is a positive, another positive, I think they need us. We're right. still superior to machines. We, we are, we are. Yeah, human connection right. is important. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks. Thanks. Take care. We'll see you next time.